This is Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. And for this Thursday, January 5th, it's time to say good morning for the first time in the new year to Heather Lopez. Good morning, Heather. Good morning, Gary. And good morning to all who are listening and welcome to Wellspring, a weekly radio show sponsored by Corwell Health Zealand Hospital, formerly known as Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital. Now, we're in the time of year of winter here where we're seeing many different illnesses in the community. And a few weeks ago, Dr. Unziker from the Ottawa County Health Department spoke on some trends we're seeing here in Ottawa County. But along with illnesses, also winter weather brings about some more injuries, including slips, trips, and falls. And my guest today is Dr. Melissa Taylor, an emergency room physician at Zealand Hospital, here to share some information on when to head to your primary doctor, urgent care, or when you may actually need to go to the emergency room. So good morning, Dr. Taylor. Good morning. And can you tell us a little bit about your role at Zealand Hospital? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as you mentioned, I have been an ER doc for the last 14 years in the Grand Rapids area. And specifically at Zeeland, I am the med director of the ER and also chief of staff. I've been at Zeeland for about, about nine, nine, 10 years now. So thinking of this time of year, as we said, with the different respiratory viruses, illnesses, and the risk of what that winter weather poses for more accidents, you know, there are many ways that patients can seek care from going to their primary care doctor, a virtual visit, or even seeking treatment at urgent care or the emergency room. Um, and sometimes it can be confusing for people on where they should start and where they should go. So should patients always start with their primary care provider when they're thinking about making an appointment for a same-day illness or maybe an injury that occurred? Yeah, I would say that's generally a good idea. However, being an ER doc, we're there for all the other times, and there are a lot of other times. But really, this is a big question and it's hard to get it right, even sometimes for those who have a lot of medical background and a lot of medical knowledge. Um, and so for the layperson who has no medical knowledge, this is a hard subject. And we see it all the time where patients will, you know, either start in the ER where they could have called their primary care doctor or potentially started at their primary care doctor's office when they maybe should have come right to the ER. So um, this is a, a great, a great topic of discussion and not an easy one. If a doctor's office is full for the day and somebody calls for that sick visit or appointment, is it okay for them to wait maybe till there's the next availability or when do they know they should seek alternate care somewhere else? Yeah, so I would suggest if it's not a like severe emergency to call your doctor first, there should be some after hours, at least a nurse that you can talk to to try to direct what the best course of action should be. Um, so if you start with your primary care doc, they probably are busy, like all docs are busy and, and unlikely can get you in unless they have sometimes um, docs have like walk-in hours every day. You could try that. If they can't squeeze you in, you could try to make an appointment for a different day. If it's like I said, if it's not an emergent situation, they can help you with that. They could see if one of their partners could see you, if one of their APPs or advanced practice providers could see you instead, um, or they might offer like a virtual option at a different time. So um, I definitely would start with your primary care doc and, and they can help direct where, where and when you should um, seek further care if they can't see you right away, which is usually unlikely. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. And as you said, they might have a nurse or someone that could speak to the patient calling to direct them if it's appropriate to wait or if they need to go to the emergency department. Yep. And what types of care are appropriate for an evaluation with a virtual visit? We've been seeing more virtual visits over the past few years, but understandably not everything can be seen and treated that way. So what could patients use a virtual visit for? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, initially, like uh, when I started, we weren't doing virtual visits, but um, I have worked on virtual platforms in the past. And it's surprising how many different uh, ailments you can actually take care of virtually. You know, a lot of diagnosing an injury or an illness is about history itself, not necessarily the physical exam, but you can get some pretty good pictures from the iPhones that can be sent or, you know, a video visit. I've, I did a video visit once where the mom was trying to like track down their kid and was running around their ho- house trying to get the kid on camera. So, um, you know, whatever works and, and you can always start with a virtual visit because I think that's probably the most affordable. I, I don't know for sure um, with insurances, but you could always try to start with a virtual visit. And then if they feel like you look sick enough or, or need an in-person visit, then they could direct you appropriately. But so some of the, some of the things that you could see virtually um, or take care of virtually might be like a mild eye infection, like a conjunctivitis, um, mild burns, um, could potentially do a, um, like if you had a urinary tract infection, however, you can't test for that virtually, obviously. Um, URIs or any upper respiratory illnesses. Um, There's so many different things that you could start virtually with. Exactly. And as you said, they can start virtually. And if they need to be seen in person, they would be directed to do so for that. Yep. And my guest this morning is Dr. Melissa Taylor from Zealand Hospital. She's an emergency room physician. And we are talking about when to visit your PCP versus urgent care or go to the emergency room. If you have any questions, you can call 616-395-1450. That's 616-395-1450. The questions will go to Gary, and he will direct them back our way. So we know that there are times that people need to be seen more urgently for more complex issues, um, or it's after hours and a primary care physician office is closed. So there may be confusion okay, when now do I go to the urgent care or when is it appropriate to go to the emergency room? So what type of advice do you have to people to maybe distinguish when they can choose between urgent care and the emergency room? Yeah, and again, this is a really hard question. And um, sometimes, you know, as being an emergency physician for almost 15 years, I still potentially could get it wrong depending on what the patient looks like. So, um, you know, we don't expect people to get this right all the time. I think that there are some general guidelines you could follow um, of when to start with urgent care and when to go to the emergency room. So just a few things, if, you're, if your doc isn't open and you feel like you need more urgent care, so for something like any moderate type of sprain or, um, or like a, if you think you might have fractured a bone, they can do x-rays in urgent care. Now, given that if you have obviously like a bone sticking out or a huge deformity of an extremity that might need sedation and reduction, that would be probably better served in the emergency department. But you, again, you could always start uh, in the urgent care and they could always uh, refer you over to an emergency department if necessary. I'm pretty sure you would get two charges for being seen in both. Just keep that in mind. 
Um, you could always also ask when you're checking in what they have available. They might not always have the answer, but sometimes people will show up saying, oh, I need an MRI for my back in the urgent care. And we barely can get that from, you know, in the emergency department at, at times. So um, sometimes just even asking before you check in to see what advice they can give you. So other things that the urgent care can see is like minor burns or minor lacerations. They can do sutures or stereo strips or skin glue, um, minor skin infections or minor skin rashes, minor allergic reactions they can treat. Um, any like ear or eye infections, again, they can evaluate in the urgent care. Um, dizziness is a tough one only because if you have an acute or sudden onset of dizziness where it's so severe you can't walk or you're having some intractable vomiting, that type of dizziness actually could be a stroke or something more serious. Um, so that's a tough one. If, if it's severe dizziness, I would say and, and sudden, maybe the emergency department would be a, a better first choice. Um, how, the other things, moderate GI bugs, so like a you know, moderate nausea or moderate vomiting um, can be seen in the urgent care first. Dental infections can often be seen in urgent care. And even things like STD testing and UTI, you know, if you think you have a bladder infection um, can be evaluated in urgent care. And then maybe even like a mild asthma exacerbation or, um, you know, something, something more mild. But if you have a severe asthma exacerbation where, you know, you can't breathe or, um, something like that, then obviously you probably should be directed right to the emergency department and maybe even calling 911 from home if, if you're that bad. Um, on the flip side of that, for an emergency department visit, we're thinking of things more severely emergent, like chest pain can be, you know, if it's a severe chest pain that comes on suddenly with exertion, that's probably better assessed in the emergency department, especially if it's associated with nausea, vomiting, diaphoresis, or sweating. Um, some of those things probably should be seen in the emergency department first. Um, also, things like stroke-like illnesses should be seen in the emergency department. So any unilateral weakness or like facial droop or um, trouble speaking should be seen in the emergency department first as that has very time-sensitive treatment most of the time. Um, like I said, any severe respiratory illness, so any severe COPD exacerbation um, or or severe bronchitis or, you know, any, any severe breathing issues should be directed to the emergency department. Same thing with like anaphylaxis. If you think you're having a severe allergy reaction and if, you're, if your tongue is swollen or your throat feels tight, those should go right to the emergency department as well. Um, and then any severe trauma. So like head injuries should be seen in the emergency department if it's, if it's severe Sometimes concussions can be evaluated in an urgent care setting first. And if they deem it necessary to get a CT of your head, then they can send you for further evaluation in the emergency department. Any severe bleeding or severe burns um, should be seen in the emergency department also. I think that's a pretty extensive list and not one that you probably will remember all of those things, but there usually is posters outside of um, some of the urgent care centers that will help direct you as well. So you can always, you can always start there. You can always call and ask for advice. You can look online. Um, I think bottom line is the emergency department is always open for any sort of illness or emergency. And we're always happy to see people, um, because we know that we're sometimes just the last option. So we understand if you don't get it right. Um, but this is just to be, you know, just to, just to try to help. 
And when a patient comes to urgent care in the, or the emergency room, is the physician able to see the medical history of that patient or how does that work to get some background information? Yeah, it's better now than it was. It depends on what system they're coming from. We can see some of like Zealand specifically can see all of the Corwell Health or Spectrum Health Urgent Care because they are on our same computer system. It's a little more of a challenge to see outside facilities records, but um, we can see internally, we can see all of each other's uh, you know urgent care notes and records. So if a patient started at a Spectrum Urgent Care or a Corwell Urgent Care and transferred over to a Spectrum or Corwell ER, we would see that urgent care note, which would help, um, which would help, you know, continuity of care. And at what point should someone call 911 and not wait to determine whether they should go to the emergency room or urgent care? Yeah, I think any of those severe situations, like we talked about, severe breathing, severe chest pain, stroke, like illness, severe trauma, altered mental status, something like that. And when someone has a visit at urgent care or the emergency room, should they always follow up with their primary care provider for a visit, evaluate, or is that not necessary? It's not always necessary, but I think that a phone call to your primary care provider asking what to do is probably a a smart idea. Exactly. And they can direct you whether an appointment's needed or if seeing the notes from the visit is sufficient. Exactly. Well, just a note, the urgent care at Zealand Hospital is located at the 8333 Felt Street location in Zealand. It is actually in the medical office building, Suite 100A, with hours of 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. daily and closed on holidays. So a reminder for the upcoming date of January 16 will be closed in observance of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and that, as Dr. Taylor stated, the Zealand Emergency Department is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week to meet your needs there. If you're interested in looking at the conditions treated at both locations, you can visit findadoctor.spectrumhealth.org. You can do a location search for the Zealand Emergency Department or Urgent Care, and it will have a list of a lot of the conditions that Dr. Taylor spoke about as far as what's treated at each location. So again, thank you for being here, Dr. Taylor, and sharing some helpful information on where we should go when different symptoms arise and the best place to start. So appreciate that advice. Absolutely. Stay safe out there. And until next week, Corwell Health Zealand Hospital wishes you well. Thanks for listening to Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.